0: Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners, and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James,
1: and thanks for joining me here today. Hello everyone, this is Sherry Teegman, and I have the wonderful Jack Duggan with me today. We are recording for you a fireside chat, but there's no fire. So a sunny side chat, there's actually sunshine in the UK, let's capture that. Uh, And this series is called Mindset Matters. So the reason why we decided to do this is because within our expert empire world, uh, people see that they need sales help, they need marketing help, they need more strategy, or they need help with the way they think. But so many people don't realize how much these interplay with each other. So we decided to to grab everyone from their busy schedules and have some time talking about how mindset plays out in each aspect of your business to realize how important it is to master it along with the amazing skills that you need as a business owner. So welcome to our new imaginary pop-up shop here. Jack Duggan, thanks for hanging out with me.
0: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, first of all. And you're actually right. It's been raining all morning, by the way. So we've got to capture this sunshine. We have to. It's
1: officially captured. It is not always raining in, in Sully Hall right now. Um so Jack, <laughs> when I say mindset and you and you are obviously, I shouldn't assume everyone knows this, Jack is our wonderful head of sales at Expert Empires. And Jack's been in the business for a few years. He and I met a few years ago when I was a masterminder, and you were first coming into the company. So I've had the luck of watching you take over the department, really, really step into your own first learning from that, how it works and then making something into your own. And that requires a lot of resiliency, a lot of confidence, a lot of trust. Um, When you were first learning the sales process, <clears throat> Was mindset a piece of this for you? I know you're a former athlete, so I know you know how to focus your brain. Where did it come up when you were learning it?
0: Uh, yeah, so when when I was first learning it, it was something that didn't come natural to me. Okay, so even though I was, in my earlier days, a, a professional footballer and semi-pro professional footballer, uh, mindset was one of the things that stood me out probably more than anyone, um, because my talent wasn't my thing I was in talent in some areas but not a lot of areas and the things that got me through and why I was successful in my career even though it was a short-lived one was um was because of my mindset now that doesn't mean I'm very good with mindset when it comes to other things and sales is one of them because in 2017 I uh, did in my in my previous job I was a salesperson where I thought I was pretty good uh, and actually what I actually realized was I was I wasn't based on purely first of all my mindset was completely broken mm. um I used to be in massive fear I have no confidence I was uncertain um, and I did everything like send about three hundred emails like read the paper before making a phone call uh, purely down to me not having a framework or a structure to to my Sales at all, and it affected me, it affected me mentally and stopped me from living my life. So, yes, it didn't didn't come naturally me sales. No, I nonsense. didn't
1: know that. So I'm learning something new here because so for anyone who knows Jack now, he is the exact opposite of what he's describing. He is certain, he is connected, he is focused, he is driven, he listens really well, and he takes everything you say and help someone with it through the sales process. So, I mean, I always joke that anyone on the sales team could probably sell me something I already own and I would thank you for it. So, you know, I grew (laughs) up with a salesman dad. My dad is Matt Elwell in America. So, you know, that kind of personality. So it's something that looks like some people have it and some people don't. So thank you for sharing that this was not natural for you. So once you had a process and some more understanding of what it takes, you know, a lot of Matt's beautiful way of teaching that sales is service and all of that. How did you then learn to trust yourself to know that, okay, now I have a process and I have a way to do this. And now I need to become the person who believes that this works.
0: Yeah. Great question. So first of all, my mindset shift from one thing, I'm talking specifically sales. I always thought sales was about getting the sailing. I always thought about getting as much money as you can, um, generating the business. And that's how you as a person are going to grow and develop and the first mindset shift i had when learning a framework and a formula was that is not the case that is 1970s kind of like sales and there's certain ways of doing things and some ways work they still work um in my experience and what changed my mindset was having the other person at the forefront of your mind having the other person's needs and wants at the forefront of your mind and if they don't want it then there's you're not losing out. I think it's, it's, it's okay. Everything's fine. Not every call, not every conversation has to be a sale. Um, when my mindset shifted to that, I started to do numbers and generate sales that I didn't even think was possible. And it wasn't even, I wasn't even, I was thinking about, of course, when the paycheck was coming, that was great to get to that point. though, I wasn't even thinking about the money my mindset was serving other people. And when I served other people, The difference it made, I went from a £20,000 a year salesperson to in 2021 to a £101,000 in income. Um, That's X5 of my income. Now, I'm not saying that's to be big-headed. I'm saying it because the start of that journey was me changing my mindset around serving people rather than trying to get a sale in.
1: I love it so much. Thank you for sharing because, again, people look at you a certain way or they'll say, Jack, I'm not like you. I don't know how to sell, whether you're working with our customers, you're working with... People in ECA or EE, it's just people really think. And like you said, it's that 1970s, that slimy salesperson, very driven, ring a bell, doesn't mean you know, it's just a number. And we've all been sold like that. So the hard part about sales and mindset is we come in with our own fears and then we have lots of opinions about what other people are like when they sell. So we've got like a double whammy here we have to overcome what we're making other people feel like and how we feel ourselves, how we're represented. So now that you are incredible at this, you actually train our team as well as teach some of our clients, um, Mm. which is amazing. What are the biggest things you see people come in with when I say it's time to teach someone sales? They come in, they sign up for the program, they open up their notebook with their pen. What do they come in thinking they're going to do? And what is it that we actually teach them how to do?
0: Yeah, good question. So the the first first thing with any... When you're in sales, no matter what you're selling, whether you're selling sales training, which we do, our mastermind programs, our academy programs, or whether you're selling coffee beans in Colombia, okay? It doesn't matter what you are selling. The person is investing in a result they haven't got now or investing in a better result than what they've got now. That's, that's the be all and end all. So they wanna know how to get from A to B, and hopefully as fast as possible, as quick, quick as possible, okay? So some of the things that people say is like I want to know what to say, how to say it. Okay, that's great. What the first got to do and first understand is that they've got to be change themselves first internally. Okay, so we have uh, five cornerstones of our philosophy and our framework. Okay, and we talk about them on the trainings. The second part of the mindset uh, of the uh, cornerstone is mindset, and it links in well and I've just actually done a talk previously about um, about an hour ago on this particular subject. It's You've got to look at how purposeful, professional, and persistent you are when it comes to sales. Another word of, that I like to use instead of uh, mindset is attitude. What is your attitude like towards selling? Now, people think, like you said, it's a slimy word. It's sleazy. Well, that's one way to think of it. The other way to think of it and the the other side of the coin is think of it. Well, what about if I see it as serving someone? What about if I see it as helping a human being get a better result? What about if I see it as I am the middleman? I am the bridge from where they are now to a better place on the bridge, rather than trying to drag someone across. What about me just being the guide and helping them and directing them? And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But having that mindset, Um, and and flipping the coin and going, right, I'm not a sleazy salesperson, I'm actually here to support someone, Um, it dramatically increases their confidence and their certainty. And that's when, not only that, but this is a big part of it, that's when they go, right, I'm more confident now what to say and how to say it. Right, I'm just going, I'm just going to pick up the phone and give it a go.
1: Or I'm going to read a script and be completely disconnected. I mean, human beings feel this stuff, which is why it's so terrifying. You feel like each time is a performance. So I love how you, I love you using the word attitude because mindset and attitude and performance is not this static thing. I decide once and then I show up like that. The wind can blow. It could be rainy. You can be having a bad day. It doesn't mean that you're still not good at what you do and ready to be serving. And we also, I think, have to allow ourselves to know that Different people require different things from us. So if I show up and I know that a lot of salespeople, other trainings will say this is what you say. Well, they like you said, they're not taking the other person into consideration. So you first have to know who you are. You then have to know who else you're, who else is in the conversation, and then create a connection based off of that, which leads that person to certainty. I always like to say, well, I don't know if we swear on these things, but I'm leading it, so we are We're swearing. We're swearing. So it's like, is your ass on one side of the fence or the other, like I had to learn because I don't like this stuff naturally makes me uncomfortable. Um, Sales is not easy for me. It is now because I don't sell, I just serve. I don't have to ask any questions because I take so much time to connect. Many times then people almost sell themselves into the results because you've shown them what that looks like. So for me, it was like, as long as I get someone to a full yes or a full no, I did my job. It's when we leave people half-assed on a fence because we're uncomfortable because our own money stuff comes up or the conversation went someplace, we don't know what to say. The wheels fall off. And this is why people like sales. No one's ever says, I don't like sales when they hang up the phone and made the most amazing connection and sale to help someone in exactly what they need help with. So we realize we've created a story about what it means. And it's only when it feels forced and only when it doesn't work. So great. Then if we know how to do it, it becomes a beautiful experience. And that's why I love that you use the word attitude because attitude is a choice. We get to step into each interaction every moment of every day in choice saying, oh crap, I have seven sales calls today. Or I hear from our clients, I'm just going to hold my nose and make all my calls today. I'm like, that's not a good to-do list to have. You're going to hate it. It's not going to work. And then you're going to reinforce why you think you have a bad attitude towards this. So mm-hmm. if someone comes with one of these very common bad attitudes in the midst of teaching them the philosophies. So I know people who come in, love the trainings, are like, oh, my God, Jack changed everything in one conversation. I hear that a lot, Jack. So well done. And then there's that and their phone is in their hands and it all comes right back. It's like, OK, I have the ideas over here and then I have my action over here and I'm back in the oh, God, I can't do this what happens how does the wheels fall off mentally there
0: yeah it's it's a good question and it isn't a one answer fits all here it, it, it isn't and i, I just want to make a point on what you've shared just previously previously as well whenever you speak to someone whether you're serving selling or, or closing business you've got to treat everybody on a one to one basis you don't blanket like put a blanket over everyone and go right i'm just going to speak to these people with this attitude like no that's not the way it works because shari you're totally different from me i'm totally different from nick nick's totally different from adam and, and, and. Like, everybody is unique in their own way really cheesy but it's true okay so you've got to, connect, we've got to have a connection with people on a one-to-one basis okay sorry i just wanted to make a clear point Oh, thank you
1: me. for saying well, it because this is what people forget they get so wrapped up in their own part they forget about everyone else which is the right. east-
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I always like to say this, that no matter how ready you feel like you are, there will be times where you will have what we call hindering thoughts in your head. What do I mean by that? I mean, the, the voice is in your head or the voice in your head that goes, I hope they don't answer. I hope they don't pick up the phone. Or should I just send an email instead? You You are going to face that whether you are a very, very talented, experienced person or not at all. Majority of the time, most people that I speak, speak to have had that feeling some part in their life, okay? And here's the reason why, is because they're not certain. They're not certain. The first person in sales, you have to close, and this is why I was saying about back to our formula, the second part, and it's still about you, is you have got to close your service, your product on you first. Oh, yeah. And unless you're 10 out of 10 certainty, and I mean 10 out of 10, no, everybody asks you a question, you can't go, oh, I'm not, not sure, like you are so certain. Then at that point, you will have no issue in not, in picking up the phone.
1: Beautiful. Now
0: people say to me sometimes, Shari, they go, no, no, I am certain, I am certain. I go, well, what about this question then? I go, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Except possibly. that part. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly my point. So when I actually dig at the, the the point and go oh no i'm certain i'm certain and actually start digging they're not that certain they're Mm -hmm. not certain about the service they're not service about the certain about the product so like what you've got to do is make sure you are so certain that this will give you the confidence that's needed to pick up the phone and even then you will still have certain people certain profiles that will still go i'm not sure this is why it's not one answer fits all but to help the matters, if I had to blanket this and be very generalized to every person if they're making sales is you have to be certain, like 10 out of 10 certainty with your products or service before you even make a sales call or phone call.
1: I love that. I've never heard that. And I it's so true because if we aren't sold on it, then we lead people down this really confusing scavenger hunt. We don't know where we want to take them. They don't know where we want to go. I mean, who the hell would go on a date like that? This is what this is. This is loving on people. I'm not going if I don't know you and I don't know where we're going. I mean, I probably would because I like an adventure. But, um, you know, we do as much as we like the thrill of things, we like the adrenaline rush. We, entrepreneurs, love the connection piece. You know, we get excited by stuff. When we aren't clear, we bring lack of clarity to a conversation. And that part is actually terrifying. I love that. You mentioned something about different personalities, and we won't go into all the different personalities, but I've a couple of questions. on one hand, you've got people who are, let's say, more cert- more like more certainty, like more of the conscientious, the high s's and c's when it comes to disc profile. So they're going to tick all the boxes and make sure they've got all the answers and listen really intently. And then you've got the d in the eyes of the world, like me and you, who, as we said our strengths and weaknesses is that we wing everything so can we agree which i think hopefully yes everyone's level of certainty is different depending on who they are so some people will need a checklist in front of them to have every single answer that may ever be asked in the history of time about their program and someone like me and you is like quick look yep got it don't know anything about them but i know that they're at this stage of business can't wait to just chat to them and see what comes up so is it true that certainty is different for everyone? It's not like the bell rings when we're ready. Um, how does someone figure out what that level is for them? Is it yes, a thing? Right.
0: Good, good question. Yes. So uh, certainty is different for everyone. Clarity is different for everyone. Selling is uh, different for, for everyone. Um, it's, it, people that buy things is different for everyone. Um, it's absolute. And the thing is, it's absolutely fine. You as a salesperson are not going to change that. It's the way human beings are.
1: So we just have to learn, I know how I am. And then I have to read the other person to see what they require from me. I can't assume you need what I need.
0: Exactly that. And by doing that and how you actually understand someone of how they buy, of how they sell and who you're speaking to is you've got to ask loads of questions. You have to understand, you have to be, um, the best way I can describe, it in the way we describe it, is being a doctor within your business, within the business. So you have got to ask loads and loads of questions. Like when a doc, when you walk into a doctor's surgery, they ask you loads of questions. They don't just go, "Stop right there, hold fire, you need heart surgery." They're not going to do that. Yet salespeople, regardless of who they're speaking to, will do that. They will tell them and explain to them why why they need these products or why they should have that product, and that is not the way to help a human being or serve a human being, because you only need to say one thing that is not on a line with who you're speaking to as a person. And they are out, right. not, not just financially. I'm talking emotionally as well. And when they're emotionally out, you've, you're dead in the water. It, it sounds awful. and very straightforward. It's you true. We,
1: We've all been there, which is why people are afraid to pick the phone up because they don't know at the end of it, if there's going to be that, Awkward silence, or that the wheels fell off, and I don't and know how the thing, there. And
0: this is the thing. This is actually spot on. This is this goes back to the whole mindset thing and the way people are and the way people perceive sales is because, and we've all been there. I've I've been that person doing the selling in my previous job. I have, and I've also been on the other end of receiving a call like that as well. I had it with my car recently. Well, last year. I don't even want to go into that, but it, it, like, it's painful and it puts you off wanting to speak to a salesperson or being that salesperson, making the call because of the experiences you've had. It's all in your mind, it's all in your mind. Yeah,
1: oh, I love this so much. So some people get scared of asking questions because they think it makes them look like they're not the ones in control of the conversation. So I know, I'm sure you've heard this a million times, I hear it all the time and I don't teach sales, but it's like, but then if I don't know or have to ask, it looks like I'm uncertain. Can you go into why, why questions matter so much and the doctor example is so perfect because I only think my doctor's great the more questions they ask like that's a strength not a weakness it's like oh he has no idea what he's doing no he's actually listening and understanding me more why do we forget that part as human beings when it comes to this
0: good 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 question again it's it's purely down to one thing um it's ego one Mm. thing being as a salesperson ego is a massive thing they have to and feel like salespeople. I'm generalizing again, not everyone generalizes again. They have to feel like they're in control. They have to feel like they have to tell people what they do. They have to feel like they are the one that is gonna change their life forever. Well, no, that's the absolute opposite. The person on the end of the phone that you're speaking to is the one that's gonna change their life forever, themselves. Not you, you're the path, you're the, you're the, you're the bridge, you're the guide. Now, if you're gonna tell people and explain, you're losing, okay? You're gonna be losing in sales and in life. And the reason I say, I mentioned the doctor is, and it's the same with sales. When you ask loads of great questions, I mean, really good, high, powerful questions and world-class questions, you will get world-class answers. World-class questions equals world-class answers. And when you understand a person truly, whether you're a doctor or whether you're a salesperson, you get to the core problem. The problem, the pain of what's happening, okay? And when you get to that point, that's when you know you've done a great job. Now, until you get to that point, see it as this. You're not in total and 100% service of the other person. You're not. You, you, you're just not because you, you, you're not seeing it from their perspective and how they're feeling and how they've experienced the world right now, regardless of what you're selling, as I said
1: right? And then their languaging will show you, you didn't ask enough questions because they're using that like surface answers or a lack of clarity, or they're trying to change where the conversation's going. So the deeper you go, you're actually already helping them before you sell anything.
0: Correct. And to be clear, unlike the doctors, even with the, even you go in the doctors, you don't give the full, as a, as a, I'm going to generalize, I'm not going to generalize, I'm going to use me as an example. I went to the doctors, I'll probably go, yeah, just sound a bit of bit of trouble here, a bit of trouble there. I'm not going to tell them how I really feel straight away. I'm not. And when you're in, that's as a doctor to, to help your health. I know yeah. I'm going to look off tangent, but as a salesperson. Oh, it's
1: true though, because it's like, I think it's my knee problem. And then the doctor by asking questions, finds out it's coming from my back, but only because they led me to the core problem. Not, okay, it's knee. Let's operate on the knee and not check anything else or do it. It's such a great example.
0: And as yeah. a salesperson, d- do you feel that the prospect's in the other the phone, if they're gonna, if it's gonna be, if you, if I'm like that in the doctor and that's as a doctor, and if I'm gonna speak to a salesperson, I'm gonna be even like more like guarded and put my barriers up than I've ever been before because you're trying to have my money. That's what's going in in my head as a prospect. Right. Yeah. You're trying to get my money. So my guards are wrong. That's it was just natural. It's just who yeah. we are. It's just who we are. So yeah, good question.
1: Amazing answer. Well done. We make a good team. Um, If you could share your wisdom um, and give people like three tips when it comes to this. I mean, other than come do the training, because it really helps. I mean, I've read Matt's book and I've sat through the training and Matt and I've sat many times over breakfast in New York, sitting being like, no, but I don't like it. He's like, I know you don't like it, but do you love service? Yes, I love service. OK, so you actually love sales. We'll do this loop around. um. Does someone need to love sales to do it? Is there a way to give someone, give the people who are listening a couple of ideas of different ways to look at it in their everyday life before they're ready to actually work on this? Like what are a couple of steps they can take or ways, three things they can believe differently to just get themselves shifting into the right mindset to do this better?
0: Yeah, Uh, so I always say that if you can... Increase your energy when it comes to sales and serving people by 1%. Again, it's cliche saying and cheesy. If you can increase it by 1% each day, look where you're going to be in a year, two years, three years time. Mm -hmm. Now, what I always start with when I speak to people about how, how do we, how do we get from A to B as soon as quick, as soon as possible. You've got to look at yourself first. As we know, that's the most important thing. Don't look at anybody else. Look at you first. And how, there's a training on this that we do use and i'm not going to use that you need to come to train at all um uh, training is important regardless of what you're selling whether you do it with us or anybody else i'll give you some tips now being purposeful professional and persistent we call it the three p's in our training being purposeful professional and persistent take take being purposeful as the one okay so i want to do an activity if you're listening to this or you are going to listen to this that purposeful. Write down 10 things on one side of an A4 page, split it down the middle and write down 10 things that make you purposeful as a salesperson or a business owner that is making sales or going towards people so that you can serve them and make more business. Write down the 10 things on one side. And then on the other side, I want you to write down 10 things that you're not so purposeful at, Mm -hmm. okay? when you've got those 10 things on the one side and the other side, have a look at them, really have a look at them and then write down another 10 things that you don't, that you do that's purposeful and then not purposeful. You'll end up up with 20 things. Okay. When you do that, I want you to have a look at three things in particular from being, from being purposeful that stand out. I hope this is making sense so far. Um, So three things in particular that's purposeful focus on what you do well first, and do even more of that. Now, what I want you to do is have a look at the 20 other things down the other side of the page, or however many you get, as many as you can, because you just just go as far as you need to go down the rabbit hole. As do three on this side on the non-purposeful non-purpose, uh, side, and go right. What can I do to improve that action? Now, there's 20 things on there that you're not purposeful about, but here's the thing: you've got to aim big but start small. So do what you do well. 1% each day, better. Do what you not, don't do so well, 1% better each day. And you'll be amazed at where you'll be in 90 days. 90 days, you'll be in a different position in your mindset and also in your life and the way you feel.
1: Beautiful. And I I love this because it's so practical of when that stuff is in front of us on the paper, we can't keep telling the same story. Then right there is the answer to why we feel how we feel, why we take actions like we do. And you know, cause I talk about this all the time, I'm a big believer in our strengths can turn into weaknesses when we don't pay attention. Our weaknesses can be our greatest strength if we're willing to look at them. So on both sides of those paper, they have equal value because we don't know what's on the other side of doing that work for ourselves or finally facing something that we've been afraid to lean on or strengthen that then makes us more confident more certain and more purposeful. I love that, that's beautiful. On
0: that point as well, going back to what we originally started with, my greatest i didn't realize my greatest was strength was serving people and, and sales and closing business because my previous job it wasn't it was a weakness and then it quickly became apparent as you rightly right, said it become a massive strength of mine like within five years i'm head of sales earn an income of x about six figures plus and i'm leading a team of now five people Oh, there was no way on God's planet. I was thinking about that five years ago. There's no no way, no way.
1: Amazing! Thank you for being the perfect example of what happens when we change our mindset in sales. I couldn't have I couldn't have placed you better. Um, this was wonderful. I learned a lot. So I'm hoping that the people who are listening realize this isn't. Some people are just good and not good at it there are ways around yourself. There are ways to see other people about the attitude, your state change, the energy you bring, and the belief that it can always improve and change. We aren't stuck how we are just because we were like this one way or had one bad experience. So this was wonderful. Thanks for hanging out with me. I loved it. No problem
0: at all. Thank you for having me.
1: Uh, anytime. I'm sure we'll do this again. Have a great day, everyone. Take care. Okay. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms,
0: and uh, share the love. Tell your friends. Remember till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.